veins. Wish it end soon, and she's better. You just don't want to fight. So jump in bed. Ah, uh, already, already screwing today, today up, Bob. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could join and be a part of it. I know. I already fucked it up. All right, so I'm going to get rid of this already. Good morning, everybody. I thought we still had a couple minutes. Oh, we did. I figured I'd go early. You weren't here. I figured yeah. I'd go early, play some of the the things that we play in the morning. I figured I would do that. You I know, had to drop and... some uh, friends off at the pool. Ah, well, wow, you're quick. I'd still be, uh, I'd still be going. They say you're never supposed to. Yeah, it's kind of a like they jumped out while while the car was moving. <laughs> 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 I have uh, no plan today, so if anybody expects structure on this show, you can forget it because it ain't happening. Right. I mean, I, oh, I wrote an intro and stuff, but do we go with an intro right now? Do we play anything right now, or do we just go right into the show since we're already here? <sighs> Boomer Bunker Monday morning. Time to give NASA some blue chew so they can get it up and go to the moon. Get it. Feeling like NASA, I'm Boomer Bob, and play your clip. What? John Domingo, <laughs> a legendary podcaster. The last five episodes, so I figured I'll just let you pressure John buttons. Domingo, a legendary podcaster in his own right. <laughs> I was just going to do this and then figure you'd do yours. This is Bob from Metal and Mortgages. I was just going to go with that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyhow, uh, how was your holiday weekend, the last weekend of the summer? It's still happening, so I don't know. It's been uneventful, mainly because I've, I've become a sloth. Ah, yeah, kind of same thing here, although yesterday I sat in this chair for 10 hours editing podcasts for clients and then trying to get rubberneckers out. So uh, I think I'm over it. I think I'm over editing, to be quite honest with you. I think I've had enough. Yeah, I was getting over it after three episodes. I have the fourth one already queued up and about probably 10 minutes in to the actual timeline. And I'm like, I'm just, I don't even care if people clip me stuttering and saying stupid shit anymore. I don't even care. I, I'm with you. It's like, here we are. So, uh, yeah, I, well, uh, actually today I'm actually going to go outside and do some shit because this is really, I only have one episode to do for somebody else after this and then finish up some other stuff. So it's not going to be, but when I get done here, I'm going out, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get myself a cup of coffee. I'm going to grab some breakfast, you know, and actually get out of this stinking house. So oh, hopefully. whatever you do, don't, don't grab a fucking donut. Uh, the wife went to Dunkin' Donuts the other day and grabbed a donut, a donut. And it was uh, basically stale. So we went across the street to Krispy Kreme Donuts. Now they, you know, Ooh. they're always fresh. You know, they got the thing in the back where they're oh, making them fresh. Hot light. Yeah, when the hot light. We got a dozen of mixed. It's 15 fucking dollars for a dozen donuts. Really? They used to be like eight, nine bucks. You know, here they have a, what's called a Royal Farms. They're trying to uh, compete with Wawa. And they they have these. They used to have the really really unbelievable chicken strips. The the trick is, the chicken strips now are so expensive they don't even put the price on. It's almost like market price, like it's a lobster 
or like it's a you know a big flaming young market price. What the fuck market price for chicken strips? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah we're in trouble, Bob. They just found uh, what was it? Just another chicken place just burnt to the fucking ground. Oh, mm-hmm. whoopsie! Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Yeah, so I don't know. I wonder when people are going to start this. Well, the people that are going to survive are the people that will grow their own food, go to places that, you know, locally grown, uh, you know, chicken farmers now, people that are uh, growing, you know, that are raising cattle, and then you can buy a cow. They're they're the people who survive. If you're waiting to go to the Walmart and get your, your cow that's packaged in a, you know, plastic and styrofoam sitting there waiting for you, that's not going to happen in the next year, I would say. It's already on its way, wouldn't you think? I I know a lot more people this year with uh, chickens in their backyard than I did last year. Yeah. And it's not because I've met more people. Well, I noticed that here's the thing about chickens, and I because I've, I've been looking up on it because I'm thinking to myself. They like cock. Yes. Oh. The thing about chickens is you can they you can raise them real fast. So if you get hens and or you know chickens that you're going to raise to eat, you can raise them within like 60 days and they're ready to eat. So and then they have this thing where on TikTok's amazing. So they have this thing which is basically a funnel that's stapled to a fence post. So you take the, you take the chicken, right? And then you take the chicken and you put it upside down in the funnel so the head sticks out. And then you take your axe, chop the head off. This way the thing don't run around the yard splurting blood all over the place. And then you take the chicken and then you have water that's hot, about 150 degrees. And you put the chicken in there until and you baste it around in there until you can pull some feathers out. And then they have this drum with a bunch of like, looks like dildos in there. And it spins like a dryer. And you put the chicken in there and it beats all the feathers off of it. And then you just take and breast, boop, 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 and then you uh, towel dry it. You put them in bags. You put it in the refrigerator for 24 hours and you put it in the freezer. She says she's been doing like 60 chickens a month. And that's how she feeds her family. And she says it's so much easier than, you know, it's, it's not as hard as everybody thinks it is. Now, Duchess is in the chat. She's like, oh, no, barf. Duchess, you eat chicken every day. You go get chicken boobs and you put them in the crock pot. What do you think those chicken boobs come from? Chickens. So would this you is, uh go ahead? You got your bird upside down in the funnel just for fun. Would you yell Allahu Akbar before you did it? <laughs> Allahu Akbar. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, well, I'm old enough that uh I remember when I was a kid. We went to a farm that was my uncle's. And when it was dinner time, they'd go get a couple chickens and cut the heads off. Uh, they didn't have the funnel method down. They would just whack the heads off and the chickens would run around and the blood would spurt out. And at first I thought it was really cool. What do you mean at first? I still think it's pretty cool. Things would be running around and my uncle would be like, they, they, they'll just take a couple days, they'll, they'll, they'll lay down. And then you'd pluck them and, and then cut them up and they would make chicken. How do you pluck them? You just start grabbing shit and like ripping it off they had the hot water thing down too but you know they didn't have the the um barrel full of dildos there you go she loves me 
She loves me not. Loves me not. <laughs> loves me? <laughs> no, you just you would just start grabbing handfuls because it was all wet, you know. So you just grab handfuls and you would just pluck the thing. And then, a matter of fact, you know what? No, you know what they did? Chicken pluckers. They, they skinned them. So in other words, you would she would chop the head off, and then while they were still warm, you could grab them and pull the skin off. There was no skins on skin on them. So then you would just cut them up and cook them that way. That's how they did it. Now that I think about it. But there you go. So See, when now they're, now they're like grossed out. So they're just saying hello to each other. <laughs> Sorry. Like, la, la, la. I can't hear you. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, why did the pervert cross the road? I have to get to the little girl. His dick was stuck in the chicken. Ah, why did the, ch yeah, why did the chicken cross the road? To yeah. get away from the fucking pervert that was trying to fuck it in the ass. Anyhow. Why did Turtle cross the road? To get to the shell station. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Maybe we shouldn't have done this this morning. Maybe we should have took the day okay. off. Hey, this is this is fucking boomer jokes. Fuck it. I know. What does a gay rooster say? Huh. Any cockle do? I didn't do the punchline. <laughs> Every once in a while, I, one of one of the uh, punchlines will fall into my head. I'm telling you, Bob. I'm really seriously thinking about how much more time I have left as a podcaster. Oh, I'm I'm thinking how much time I have left to, left as a human. Mm. That's true. In my mortality. You know, if I can bring up a story that I just breaking news. Sure. Since we were getting into this and you don't know anything about it because I just put on the board this morning. And when I say this morning, I mean like 15 minutes ago. So you don't want to keep talking about what we've been talking about? What are you? Chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Bed bath. No, I don't want to see anything. Bed bath and beyond CFO jumps to his death from high rise apartment balcony. So uh, apparently... This gentleman here, who was uh, 56, uh, he leaped to his death off his balcony while his wife was home. Gustavo Arnal. Yes. Uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond said, I wish to extend our sincerest condolences to the Gustav family. Gustav will be remembered by all the work for his leadership, talent, and stewardship of our company. They'll have somebody in it. They'll have somebody in his seat before tomorrow. 20 bucks. He had a salt lamp in his apartment. You think so? Yeah. Again, what makes a guy who lives in a high-rise apartment in Miami, CFO, making money, what makes him decide to just, like, step off the balcony? I guess that's my question. Like, what makes you do that? Well, we don't know if he found out. He was terminally ill or ah, okay. Or, or he realized that his store is just utter garbage. See, for me, I don't know if this how you feel about this, but there was a time where I couldn't make enough money. In other words, the, even if I was as much money as I was making, and I didn't make a ton, but I made a pretty good living. Uh you end up, uh, you end up spending up to that. So you got to keep making that nut every yes. month. Rich people are fucking miserable too. Yeah. So it would have been smarter for me to live more frugal and not have to make that money every week. Right. And that wouldn't have had that pressure. So the pressure of having to make that money every week or, and especially in corporations, especially when you're that high and like right now with bed, bath and beyond, 
and the way I guess supply chains are going and, you know, trying to make that profit margin because every, every year you got to make 15% more than you made last year. Yeah. You made a hundred thousand last year. All right. You made a hundred million last year. You may got to make 115 million this year. That's your plan. And if you made that, then you got to make 15% on top of that. It never stops. The, it's the never ending uh, quest to be one of them, mm-hmm. you know, be a member of that club. And, so one of the things that I noticed from being in companies like that, what would happen is these guys would jump from company to company because they would ride the wave until they knew they weren't going to make it anymore. All right. They knew they weren't going to make their plan and they knew that was going to be next year. So they already had their resumes all out and they would move to another company that had just uh, went through their downslope. So in other words, they, they lost like two, three plans in a row, and now they're ready to come back up again. They would jump to that company and then ride that up until they couldn't make it anymore and then jump to another company. It, it really, it's, it's amazing the way that the corporate world works. Well, I've, I've had more jobs than I've had underwear. But it's, it's, it's not because I was constantly trying to make more money. It's just I don't like to work for assholes. So Tammy says there's something fishy about this story. She's like maybe while well, his wife was home, there was no note. I don't know. Maybe there, we'll find out. It just happened this morning. Did you ever see Ozarks or Ozarks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe he was banging some, uh, you know, drug lords uh, woman. Right. And then the next thing and you fired know, off the fucking balcony. Yep. Uh, Duchess says say where that was. Who's buying two hundred dollars sheets when <laughs> when chicken costs five ninety nine a pound? Uh, it was in Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the official uh, cause of death was cement poisoning or deceleration trauma. Yeah. You know, it's not the, it's, it's like when I paint, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not scared of heights and I'm not afraid of falling. It's that sudden stop when you hit the ground that I'm worried about. Yep. Mm-hmm. As we say in the biz. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think Poland's taking a uh, page out of the U.S. Uh, African American slave. I don't know culture. what brought this up. Not not really good timing on Poland's part, and unless they really are just broke and trying to check the couch cushions for some fucking change. Well, maybe they figured that if they, why don't we bring up the story? And I'll bring, me it, bring it up. I'll bring it up. I got it, Bob. You, I got you go, it, bro. Don't don't worry yourself there, Bob. I got it. So continue ch- checking myself for fleas while you do that. Good idea. Oh my God. You got fleas. No, it's joking. Oh, I was I'm, I'm, I'm over like, like, you know, itching like a ape. Cause if there's a flea anywhere, it jumps on me. The fleas love me. There's something about a Jamingo that, I mean, I'm like caviar, the fleas. I've got that sweet blood, man. If there's a mosquito outside period, it's going to find me and uh, hit me like 12 times. While right, so everybody else gets left alone. Yeah. Poland asked Germany for war reparations of 1.3 trillion euros. So that's a lot of euros. Yeah. So uh, as history has taught us, Germany invaded Poland during World War II. Ah, the good old days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, Kazanski is speaking at a conference dedicated to the presentation of the report on Poland's losses in the 1939 to 1945 war, six years since coming to power 
in 2015, Poland's government law and justice party has often championed the issue of war reparations. It's the piss party. I don't know if you noticed that. It's the piss party. (laughs) The piss party is pissed. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, We need some reparations here. Now, what do you think Germany's going to do? Germany's got their own problem right now. Well, they say uh, in this article, it says something like the the actual estimate of, you know, debt is something like 4.3 trillion or so. What? I'm sorry. 6.2 trillion. A major sum of 6.2 trillion. So where do they get 1.3, like a down payment? Well, they're what they're doing is like, listen, we could go after 6.2, but if you pay us now, we'll drop it down to 1.3 trillion. Hey, listen, just go to war with Russia and the United States will start shipping you money left and right. Pretty much. Look at all the money we're sending over to uh, Ukraine for that stupid war that's going to be lost. I, dude, it just never ends. It, it just never ends. I mean. It's like Biden's over there. It's not his money. They don't give a fuck. I've I seen videos this weekend in Jackson, Mississippi of people getting water out of their tap, out of their bathtub, and it's black. And then they say, yeah, just boil it. I guess, I guess you can boil this and it's okay to drink. Right. Like, okay, we have money to send over there. But we can't fix our shit here. Fight a proxy war that we have nothing to fucking do with. Right. Which I, I understand we do have some vested interests in things being kept at a certain you know degree, level over there, whatever. But come on. Hey, come on, man. Hey, Joe Biden was asked about this question. And this was his answer. Where'd you get that doll? I don't know. It was on TikTok. You know me. I've got uh, this guy here. I generally, I have caught this guy on TikTok. I haven't been on TikTok in a while, but this was on uh, Twitter. And I generally don't like this guy because he's too MAGA. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I've seen him before. But yeah, but I, the, you know, this video is kind of just uh, says, uh, yeah, if, if I can get the audio to work. It's MAGA hating people out here. We all know that MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. I don't give a damn who the hell came up with it. I'll need to understand that Make America Great Again includes your ass. It's for making America great again for everybody. With that being said, when you got the leader of the free world, the president, the media, the establishment, the career politicians say that we're the threat to democracy. And first of all, we're a constitutional republic simply because we don't align with their way of thinking or ideology. We're the threat. Now, we're a threat to your way of life. We're waking people up out here that government wasn't meant to be big government. The government. And y'all work for us, not the other way around. And we're a threat to you guys losing your power, control, and y'all getting rich. But for those that feel that they're excluded from MAGA, ask yourself what policies have the Democrats come up with that have helped yo ass, especially these last two years? Y'all need to wake up. I said what I said. Merch link in bio. Nobody (laughs) nobody wants your fucking merch. You don't want a Joe Biden with a skeleton fuck you hand? Or the ultra MAGA t-shirt that looks like it's a beer shirt. Oh, how about that? You caught that one, yeah. I didn't catch uh, that. All right. I I do find it like you find the word cringe cringe. I find all these assholes who wear the the FJB or the let's go Brandon or any of this stuff, any of that. 
quit wearing it on your t-shirt nobody cares you're not you're not cooler because you announce or you billboard for that bullshit it's okay to to want you know america to do great it's okay to be against what's going on out here what this current admin is doing but you know to just walk around waving a flag constantly mega mega we need trump back yeah trump won shut up so what is our okay that ain't doing any good what about the message the message is that half of the country or the mega trump mega supporters are a threat to democracy he said it we don't live in a democracy we live in a constitutional republic the only thing democratic about this country to my knowledge and i'm not a scholar by any stretch of the fucking word is the way we elect people okay all right so so okay it's a threat to how we elect people so well that's been uh threatened time and time again or the first time i remember an issue was uh the 2000 election with the hanging chads and all that bullshit so i mean this has been going on for over 20 years okay so my question or what i found is that this i'm going to use the establishment because i'm now i am no longer going republican and democrat it's the establishment all right so the establishment usually blames the up when they blaming the other side they blame the other side with all with what they are doing and I'll say, so in other words, when Joe Biden says that the MAGA uh, Trump supporters are a threat to democracy, which really means constitutional republic, what, he, what he's saying is they're fucking up us, fucking up the country. So we want to take and spend this country into oblivion we want to take and destroy america how do we destroy america well uh the first thing we do is we destroy the middle class because the middle class is what built this country they want the haves and the have-nots uh and everything they've done since trump's been out of office has done nothing but been a detriment to this country the lockdowns because of covid the uh, the mandates of the vaccine to people who want, if they don't take it they have to you know they lose their job uh, you know the destroying of industry the uh, basically destroying the fossil fuel industry by uh, by uh, legislation and just basically letting everybody know that don't invest in it because we're destroying it so there we go all right so everything that they say that the Republicans or, or Trump wants to do, they're actually doing. Yeah. What's Biden done? He's uh, let people, he's just opened up the Southern border. People are pouring across the Southern border. Uh, he has uh, basically pulled out of Afghanistan to make us look weak on the world stage. That's probably why Putin went into Ukraine. They knew that if they didn't do it now, they're never going to get a chance to do it. If you don't think China's been watching the same thing, they have. Right now, China and Russia are doing joint military uh, moves or training, joint military training, China and Russia. Is that something we should concern ourselves with? I'm trying to look up Joe Biden's accomplishments because I can't name one. Nope. What What did he? Ha- what has he done? Oh, uh, he's taken... Uh, Hold on here. I, I have a list. Would you like me to share? Yes. All right. Group Care for Health for Veterans. Okay. 
silence. All right. I mean, I think every president would claim that, but yet here we are. It's still fucked up. Right. Right. So, okay. Signed the Chips and Science Act. Now, the Chips Act is where we basically set, set aside hundreds of billions of dollars for chip manufacturers to build here, like NVIDIA and things like that, Micron, whatever. But not before everybody in office went and invested in those companies. Yep. Yeah. So to me, that seems like a duality. Yeah. Listen, we'll we'll get the tax, we'll get the plebs to spend money to set these chip companies up, and then we'll get in on the bottom floor and we'll make like all we'll make buku money in stock. So let's do that. All right. All right. Took historic action to address the gun violence epidemic. It's an epidemic, I guess. Now, you know, you have to know this is on JoeBiden.com. So, okay. Thank okay. You. By the way, let me get this donation thing out of the way. There we go. So I, I don't. Okay. So has gun violence dropped? No. Because of anything he's done? No. So how is this an accomplishment? Okay. Well, wait a minute. Let's go back. What did he do? Defund the police. Let's defund the police. So now basically he's gutted the police, uh, you know, the policing capabilities in the United States. Most big cities, uh, anybody was could retire, did yeah, retire. I mean, that wasn't him that did that. That was the, you know, local mayors and, you know, bullshit like that cucking for the system. Yeah. In what towns? In but what then it, towns? But then it became unpopular to do that. So you're like, I mean, uh, we're going to use this COVID money to fund the police and give them even more money. Okay. So, but they never... That's the thing that cracks me up. No one ever says, you know what? We fucked up. We fucked up. This, uh, the fund, the police thing is not working. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not making our streets safer. Uh, we're, everything's worse. So again, okay. Wh what else did he do? Restored American leadership on the world stage. Now, have you seen a positive foreign <laughs> newscast about him whatsoever? Have you ever seen him on any any news station outside of this country where they're saying, boy, that Biden, he sure is kicking ass. Under the he previous sure. administration, confidence in U.S. leaderships around the world plummeted to historic lows. Since taking office, office, President Biden has worked to revitalize our alliances and restore Americans' position and leadership on the global stage. What a crock of shit. That should be a nine-alarm liar, liar, pants on fire paragraph right there. The next paragraph. Right. Okay. When Russia launched its unprovoked invasion on Ukraine, President Biden rallied our allies across the globe to ensure Vladimir Putin pays steep economic prices for unjustified war of aggression. What has he done? All he has done right now has made Russian's currency. Uh, he has made it even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Thank right. you. That's the word I was looking for. And he's uh, and he's also helped to build up our. I would say enemies, the right. ones that we're competing against on the world stage. And he's also uh, made it where made the European Union realize how much they need Russia. So now if they decide to step over and I mean, right now, Germany, France, uh, Europe, I mean, Europe, uh, Britain, United Kingdom, they're fucked. They're going to be screwed this winter. They're and gonna they be freezing their balls off. They're gonna, yeah, they're they're like chopping down trees and shit. Yep. That's not, I'm, that's, I'm not making a joke. They're actually, it's not a joke. They're it's actually joke. cutting down shit. Yeah, cutting down, cut, yeah. cutting down trees. Yeah, and they and and there's some governments that are telling them to do that. 
It's like, but climate change, trees, climate change, they kind of help. Never mind. Right. Never mind. It's pointless saying anything to you. Not going to win. Uh, let's see. Oh, he single-handedly ended America's longest war. No, because the war on the American people has been going on for like 50, 60 years, and it's, it's still going. <laughs> right. But uh, after more than 20 years of conflict spanning three previous administrations, President Biden acted decisively to bring our troops home from Afghanistan and totally fuck everything up in the process. Yeah, now, how tail- is that a positive? Yeah, he put his tail between his legs. He left uh, $85 billion worth of uh, weapons and technology now, behind. Couldn't we have moved that to Ukraine and saved a whole bunch of money? Forget about that. He's, I mean, the way he pulled out of there, he just left everything to our enemies. Oh, he, he ran he like left a coward. Yeah, he was like, didn't even give her a tip. He just pulled out, fucking left the mess and yeah. dipped, dipped, man, jumped in an Uber and ran. Uh, all the people that we used to give us intelligence, uh, everybody that was a uh, an interpreter, all the people, every you know, everybody that helped us, we just left them there. Fuck you. We're gone. Bye. Uh, good luck. Good luck. And again, the region is totally unstable and jacked because there's massive like fighting going on right now in Baghdad, and which I know is not in Afghanistan, but right. Yeah, he pulled out. It of, is, well, we it's pulled in the out region. Yeah, we pulled yeah. basically we pulled out of Iraq, and then we were we now we pulled out of Afghanistan. Here's the thing: every place that we went into, we destabilized countries, and and it made them worse. Right, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, uh, Syria. Every one of these countries we went in, we've made it worse. Mm-hmm. We might be the we yeah, might be all STDs. Yeah, we might be the Germany of the new millennial. The United States might be we might be the bad guys this time. Well, because it's all about oil, we don't actually care about you know how they treat their their uh, people or anything like that. We just we just want to be in control of everything that has to do with anything yeah, you can work. profit off of. Yeah, and of course you know you you have corporations here that want to make money too so they get hired to go over there they basically outsource everything to these corporations and they make trillions of dollars so next next accomplishment if you can call these that uh took action to address gender-based violence now first of all violence violence you know i uh i think i put a clip up on the board uh of this guy who kind of nails the Jesse Smollett thing. It, it was well done, but um, I have it here. You okay. it. Yeah, you can throw that up real quick. But I, everything regarding violence, to my to my knowledge, John, as long as I've been alive, at least you've been alive a little bit longer than me. Others in the chat, violence has pretty much been against the law for a long time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any any kind of violence, if you. Uh, well, throw a, if you come home, there's a guy who got uh, arrested for domestic violence because he came home and threw a sub sandwich that his wife got him out the back door into the backyard because he just wasn't he just didn't want. He's like, fuck this. This is I work all day and I come home to this and a sub sandwich and he throws it out the back door. He went to jail for domestic violence. Yep. So even throwing a sandwich out your back door is against the law. Yeah, but he's talking about, you know, transgender, gay but, you know, violence against yeah, them. But isn't that just virtue bullshit? Because sure it is. it's Jesse Smollett thing. What did they do almost immediately after that, which it took them almost two years to get it done completely? Because that's how long it was in the fucking news cycle for. Well, here we go. Was they made it illegal to lynch somebody. 
which has been illegal for a long time. Yeah, it's been illegal. You know, make it make it illegal to shoot somebody too. Yeah, you know what? I just made it illegal to shoot somebody. We already did that. Yeah, but I just did it again because I'm tough on crime. It's also one of the ten fucking commandments. Right. Here we go. This guy. This guy's got a good point about that, as I did with a juicy Smollett case. Juicy. That was another example that sort of. I mean, that was the. It wasn't that kind of the ultimate trajectory of identity politics because what you were saying, what he was saying to America was. I'm going to create the most unlikely, impossible, illogical scenario in the world, and I'm going to make America believe it because they're so deranged that I can get away with it. And so it wasn't just I'm African-American, but I'm going to be African-American and gay. I'm not just going to be African-American gay. I'm going to be African-American, and I'm going to hate Trump. I'm not going to be just African-American and hate Trump. I'm going to be young and hip on empire. I'm not just going to do all that, but I'm going to be walking at 2 a.m. And I'm not just going to be walking at 2 a.m. I'm going to see two white guys who happen to be prowling around liberal Chicago. Not just two white guys are doing it. They're going to have a MAGA hat on. And they're not just going to have a MAGA hat on. Two white guys with a MAGA hat and liberal Chicago are going to say, we're going to prowl around because maybe Jesse Smollett, whom we immediately recognize and yell out, as the enemy of empire, because we always watch empire. And, you know, Bob says to Fred, let's go out and look for Jesse Smollett type people tonight. And by the way, let's take some lynch rope with us. And then Jesse's, and if that's not enough, let's get bleach that, that freezes at five degrees and we'll throw it and, and defy the laws of chemistry. It won't freeze in our case. And then not only will we do all that, we'll beat him up, and we're very big, but Jesse's, Juicy's very small, but he's a better fighter, and he's going to fight us off while he's got his sandwich in one hand and his cell phone in the other, recording the whole thing. That's what we were asked to believe, and the nation did. And so... The nation didn't. No, not everybody believed that shit. There were hardly... It, 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 it was only the far lefty freaking progressives who were looking for something like this to jump onto and 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 to carry around that week at the water cooler and 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 every time a camera got in their fucking face those are the ones who leaned into this and and for those who don't know it was like negative 23 degrees that day yep justice for juicy that's you know this was horrible and everybody yeah. believed them everybody i did not know that bleach froze at i didn't five either degrees i had no hey, idea i just got a wrinkle in my brain yep so yeah, yeah but so so Joe, let me bring this back up. Took answer to address gender-based violence. I just uh, stop it. Stop. To, hold on. To address it. Is that an accomplishment an accomplishment to address anything? In 1994, you know, then Senator Biden authorized Violence Against Women Act, which provided legal protection against domestic violence and sexual assault for 28 years until it was allowed to expire under the Trump administration. That evil Trump piece of shit. As president, Joe Biden broke through two years of Republican obstruction and signed legislation in March of 2022 to reorganize and strengthen the Violence Against Women Act. Come what, here, strengthen, break. reauthorize and strengthen. Right. Violence against anybody is has always been illegal. Right. And, unless it's the government doing it, then it's totally cool. 
It includes new provisions to expand legal services for survivors and support underserved communities. <laughs> so that's a fail. Next accomplishment. Passed the American Rescue Plan. Yeah, the uh, $1.9 trillion package that helped combat COVID-19. Boy, it really did a good job, didn't it? Didn't it? Supercharged uh, historic economic recovery. Did that, it? Uh, Helped over 500 million shots in arms, which, well, oh aren't God. they kind of a admitting something here that, I don't know, they might get sued for later on? Wait a minute. Distributed billing of therapeutic. Where would you move it? Yeah. Over two-thirds of Americans are vaccinated against the COVID-19 thanks to American Rescue Plan. So they're basically saying it's not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. Well, they're saying that. With that, what I see is, yeah, we gave a trillion dollars to Big Pharma. Well, okay. Delivered families by sending over 160 million checks to Americans, expanding food and rental assistance unconstitutionally, by the way, and providing aids to thousands of small businesses, expanding the child, the child tax credit to the largest ever one-year decrease in childhood poverty in American history. See, yeah. I'm in the camp where I don't think that you should get paid to have a kid. I understand that's, that. That's just me. Yeah. Here's the other thing. How about stop taxing everybody? Say they don't need you. Three, it, take 300 hours out of your taxes so you don't have to redistribute it again. Right. This is communism. Here. What they're basically doing is redistributing wealth. This is fucking communism. This is the definition of communism. But you know what? If you're getting that $300 credit, you don't give a fuck. It's like fuck well, it, it all goes to Jeff fucking Bezos anyway. So what's the point? Why don't why don't you just cut out the fucking middleman and just give it all to him anyway? I mean that, safely that's, reopened American schools. Yeah. Well, which by the way, they just uh acknowledged on the news yesterday, mainstream media, that uh basically our our kids the 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 progresses we've made in you know learning for them has been set back 20 years so it's not not really doing good there schools should have never been shut down to fucking begin with all right well, if you want to keep your kid out of school you should be allowed to do so you know opt for the for the when this when, when covid first started in march of 21 was it 2020 Yes. When this first started, nobody knew what was going on. All they know was people were catching this thing and they were dying. They had no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. But by the time September rolled around, they basically, you know, had a handle on what was going on, what was caught, you know, what basically what was causing it, who was the most vulnerable, you know, who they should protect and who was not having an issue getting it and getting over it. And by then they knew. But what again, I go back to the thing. It's not this virus wasn't about the virus. It was more about let's see wh who will do what so we can identify the useful idiots and those who aren't useful idiots will target. And that's what's and be honest with you. What do you think these 78,000 IRS agents are for? What do you think that is? Well, I'm trying to go along with what you were just talking about. We can go back yeah. to the other thing. No, that's okay. This is no, I, I actually want to keep going down that list. It's fun. Uh, this is a tweet and it, they've got their evidence 
backed up on it there, that suddenly ivermectin shows up on the NIH website for treating COVID after years of denial, blocking interference, vilification, ruining social media accounts, killing people, etc. They silently add it to their antiviral protocol. All right, so they didn't... Okay, this is bullshit, because that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is that they have studies, and right now they're looking to see... I mean, in other words, it's under review they're not saying that you're allowed to to prescribe it for this and they're not even saying it works for it what they're saying is there there are studies out there and they're looking into to see if this is an actual therapeutic for covid dude whatever happened to hcq that dropped off the face of the earth nobody's talking about that whatsoever because it's horse paste man no, no, ivermectin is the horse paste. Oh, it's all the same. HCQ was something completely different, but they burnt that to the fucking ground. They they destroyed the plant that makes that, and you haven't heard shit about that since. That makes me think. That makes me think that that uh, that actually works because they destroyed it. Well, you know, when you come to this country on like a visa or whatever from certain countries, they make you take. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's hydroxychloroquine. I think they make you take ivermectin. Like it's an actual, you know, if you're in the military and you're going to go overseas, they give you this round of, you know, shots to like protect you. Well, they do that. They kind of demand that here. When you come into this country, they want you to have certain, uh, like vaccinations, immunizations, whatever you call it. I don't get why it was shunned. So, so easily. And when it comes to this, other than the fact that it was just, you know, a money grab. Well, the guy, one of the top-rated tennis players, couldn't play in the U.S. Open because he's not vaccinated, yep. Yep. and he wouldn't come over here. So then Peter Ducey asked the uh, mop-headed Muppet, uh, White House press secretary, why is it that you won't allow him in the country, but meanwhile, uh, people in south, you know, on the southern border are pouring over here like a, a, like a dam broke, and they don't have to have a vaccine and they're, they're moved around in the, you know, they're not vaccinated and they can move around in the country and do whatever they want. And she's like, well, I'll tell you what she, every day she must wake up and hate her fucking job because she's got to go in there and spin that steaming pile of shit into something. that's not shit. I have another <laughs> screen to share. Cause you keep Dutchess walking. He should have crossed at the Mexican border. Yeah. Here, here's, here's her being a fucking genius. So, as you know, the good news is in August, the economy created 315,000 jobs, which is important. We have created nearly 10,000 million jobs since President Biden took office. 10,000 million. 10,000 million. Why don't they say, uh, you want to run that back there, Muppet? I can't believe they didn't. Which is the fastest job growth in history. So you're asking me, where's the success? Well, you know, when you take office after everybody's basically lost their job, lost their business and everybody has been fired and they're, they're like demanding that you take this vaccination. Otherwise you can't continue to work. So you, you don't want to take it. So they fire you. Guess what you're going to have <laughs> job growth <laughs> because there's openings and there's more, you know what I mean? There's availability of both jobs and people. Listen, the, the, the amount of businesses that were destroyed by the policies. And you know what? Trump doesn't get a pass on this either. No. This, this was a, I mean, as much as you want to say Trump was a strong leader, he did not go hard at Democratic states. He let them do what they wanted to do. 
On the other hand, when uh, Governor DeSantis was setting up these uh, monoclonal antibody uh, sites where people got COVID, they could go get the monoclonal antibodies and, and it was doing a great job as far as it was a success. What did Biden do? He said, oh, well, you know what? We're not giving them that anymore. We're not giving them those monoclonal antibodies anymore because it's not, it's not equitable. You know, some States aren't getting the ones that like that. Wyoming's not getting the same amount. So we, we need to send more to Wyoming who doesn't have the amount of people. And it's not as uh, prevalent in Wyoming, but so we're going to send that there because of equity. So again, and it's, it's getting bad. I mean, the, this new strain of ivermectin is seems to be as strong as the first strain. It's like ivermectin. You mean COVID? I'm sorry, COVID. Why is it ivermectin? I'm a dummy. So right now, this new strain that's out there is just as uh, seems to be as powerful as this other one. It's it's kicking people's asses. Well, I thought that uh, Omicron was already gone. This new BA four and BA five, it still has a chance. right, but that's not Omicron. Yeah, it's well, they say Omicron. Yeah. Well, who knows what? Is the is. vaccine that that just came out this last week was. For Omicron. And it's like, well, that one's already gone. I don't know. That's I, I, like, like you're late. Like it didn't, that's not going to. I know that are, that people around here that are getting it, it's, you know, it's, they're as sick as like when I got it, it was like a chest cold. You know, I had it for about a week. Just read that headline. Scientists conclude COVID vaccines reprogram the immune system causing Lymphocytes. Lymphocytics to attack vital organs. Oh, great. Oh, there you go. So that's your lymph system, which I have a problem with already. Yeah, lymphocytes. So, and um, I mean, it, you know, as, as it says here, it doesn't matter that both the Pfizer and the FDA knew that there were 1,223 deaths from COVID vaccine in the first three months of its rollout. The emergency use authorization continues. Hey, that new vaccine they were talking about, the one that's supposed to be for the, the new variant and everything, never tested on humans. I know. They didn't test it on humans. Um, ah. Well, no, it's about to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. yes, it is. I don't care what anybody says. It's all about depopulation. So we just kind of covered that one, the biggest right. year of job growth in American history. Well, yeah, when everybody got fired, it's not hard to president during uh, uh world war ii could have claimed that too since everybody fucking died yep you know, and, you know vietnam too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that guy can't flip a fucking burger so took, action. See, uh, took action took action to combat covid19 uh, wasn't all that shit happening when he took office wait i mean here's i talk about a fucking lie talk about gaslighting here's the, this paragraph before President Biden took office, there was no comprehensive plan to get Americans vac- vaccinated. Why is that, Bob? Because it's illegal? Because you there can't mandate a, it? There wasn't a vaccine. Oh. They didn't They didn't come out with the vaccine. Right. They right. waited until after, the, after election the election to release it so because they didn't want to make it political, John. They were trying right. to do the right thing. So how could Trump have a comprehensive plan to get Americans vaccinated? And then, and then once it came out... Trump plan didn't. work. Trump plan work. I I know I know a shitload of people not vaccinated. Right. I'm right. just I'm going to tell you this right now. You watch. Uh, they are going to take when they when they really come out with this that these vaccines aren't didn't work and you know they've caused more problems than they're worth. Uh, they're going to hang this around Trump's neck, 
and and tied in a bow. And like yeah, I said, and this and this webpage might... here will be edited. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, the plan helped vaccinate over 200 million Americans and administer over 500 million shots. Thanks to the Biden-Harris administration, over three-quarters of American adults are fully vaccinated, up from less than 1% before President Biden took office. Yeah, because the vaccine wasn't out yet, yet, dick. That's bullshit. Three-quarters of this country is not vaccinated. You don't think so? No, that's all. I know three-quarters of New Jersey is vaccinated. We have nine million people. New Jersey, they're they're gullible and stupid. I mean, look at your governor. Yep, yep. That that, that guy's an utter moron. He was on the... Some reason he was on the Fox News. Uh, was it Sunday morning? Uh, yesterday he was. Yeah, Phil Murphy. What did that moron have to say? Uh, you know what I did? I got rid I of all was... the plastic bags so people can't carry their groceries home. I'm a fucking genius. I made it so you can pump your own gas. Um, no, I I think he was bitching about the, you know, the uh, Mar-a-Lago thing. So, oh for Christ's sake! Yeah, that guy. Is, I don't know, man. What a loser. Um, let's see. Pass the bipartisan infrastructure law, which doesn't do anything for infrastructure. I still have potholes. Do you still have potholes? All the shit. bridges are s- still shit. I haven't seen anything get done at all. And I don't know if anybody's like aware of this, but all this money that they're going to do to fix all these bridges and all that, there are rules in this in this bill that it uh, can only be done by black-owned businesses. So. <laughs> How racist is that? Uh, it's not racist at all if it's going the other direction. So no, let's it's see. as racist as racist gets. Well, Just take the take the word black and then change it to white. And if it sounds fucking racist, it's racist. So if 60% of the work has to go to white owned businesses, is that racist? Look right. Yes. It is. Well, if it's if it's racist one way, it's racist the other way. What difference does your skin color make? in a in a contract in other words you can either do the job not do the job have a a a competitive price we're not saying that you're that you can exclude uh people of color you know businesses that have uh people of color ownership black-owned businesses uh we're not saying you can exclude them but why do they get a leg up why do they get this whole thing disgusts me yeah, uh, there's not a time when I go to Target.com and trying to find a, you know, whatever. And uh, one of the first ads I see is shop black-owned businesses through Target. It's like, why? Why are you doing Why do you get involved with that? Jesus. It's it's just racism. That's The only way you're going to combat it is just to stop paying attention to color, period. I'm telling you, this whole thing goes up my ass like an open umbrella. I mean, I, I support a uh, Pakistani-owned business almost every day when I go and buy smokes. Right. See? Thank you. Come again. So let's see. Next accomplishment. Take action to combat the climate crisis and reduce emissions. How? This, this How? is a bigger. Oh, yeah. By making gas unaffordable. Yeah, this is a bigger. This climate change thing is a bigger grift than Black Lives Matter. Here, let me show you a chart. So that chart right there. So this is a NASA satellite temperatures statistics chart here. If you look on the all the way on the far right, it's 2022. Right. According to the space agency, there has been no global warming in almost eight years, despite 
more CO2 being put into the atmosphere. The August 22 temperatures is at the same level as in August right here of 20, I'm sorry, 1998. Yeah, it's actually a little hotter in 1998. Mm, yeah. So. it Again, big giant griff. Here, I got I got a little thing for you. Little little oh, I'm sure you do. Call it a palate cleanser. So this guy here, I love this. Hello, absolute common sense. Huh? Why would they not do this from the factory? What this gentleman's done here is on a Chevy Bolt, the electric car, he's actually hooked up a generator mm -hmm. to the frame and then a pulley system around the wheel. So as the wheels spin, the generator generates electricity and charges the batteries. Well, that's an alternator. Oh, yeah. What does that do? Well, it eliminates the need for a charging station now. So as he's driving the car using energy, he's putting energy right back into it. As long as that generator puts out the equivalent of what he's using, he'll never need to recharge his batteries. It'll just constantly keep a charge, theoretically speaking, right? So then why wouldn't they do this from the factory? What do you think the reason is why they would not automatically put a generator? My dad had an e-bike years ago that had a generator in the pedals. So as you pedaled it, it recharged the batteries. Well, why would they not do this naturally with a car? I mean, what is your reason why? Huh? Why would they not have a generator already installed to recharge the batteries as you're driving using its own momentum? If you sleep. Okay. Right. So all right. I, I'm, I'm with him to a certain extent. I mean, it could have something when the car is going down the highway at 65 mile an hour. It could have a way to. But you can't have that connected to the battery when you're running, you know, 10, 15 mile an hour. It's not generating enough. It'll burn up. It'll burn up everything. Uh, that's the problem with it. Yeah. If you're going down the highway at 65 mile an hour, yes, it could kick something in like that and basically recharge the battery. But it has to kick out once you slow down. So and then the other thing is they want you to buy electricity because you can't have shit for free, Bob. Can't have we can't have stuff that's free. No. All right, I'm sorry. Let's get back to this. Expanded health care to millions of Americans. How? Oh, you mean the illegals that are coming across the border? Got it. I'm not even going to touch on that. Well, one. no, wait, hang on. That's not true. What basically what he did was he extended the uh, government, the, basically yeah, the affordable care, the Obamacare or the affirm not the affirmative action, the affordable health care. So basically, that's I'll give him that. All right. So he, in other words, because if he didn't do this, the people that have insurance, they were paying through, it would go through the roof and they couldn't afford it anymore. This I would give him. This is a win for him. If we're going to be completely fair, that's what he did. All right. But, and again, he's also doing it for, you know, when people come over illegally. Nominated and confirmed historic. Judicial nominees. The president delivered on his promise to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court when he nominated Judge Katenja Brown Jackson. I mean, how racist. Jesus Christ. I, I can't believe it. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's not a big deal. He's um, working to shape a federal judicial system that fully represents American diversity. Of the judges confirmed in the president's first year, 80% were women and 53% were people of color. Because thank God. You know, again, right. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that he shouldn't nominate a black woman. What I'm saying is he should nominate the best person. If that well, person that is the best person. Is black yeah. Well, that shouldn't be prerequisite. Number one and number two is skin color and gender. Now, 
what would ha- the what would be horrible is if the worst per- if the best person was a black woman and he didn't do it because she was a black woman. Not just right. to say, oh, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to nominate and confirm a black woman. Well, sure. how many people did you take right out of this uh, c- consideration? It's ridiculous. It's all. It's again. We're back to communism again. And uh, and I'm sure that his his appointing these uh, you know people had nothing to do with them doing what he wants them to do. Nope. You know, rule rule like I need you to rule there, toots. Nope. So next one took big steps towards a future made in America. See the bipartisan infrastructure law made investments to strengthen our supply chains. Chains really did it, and encourage companies to bring good-paying manufacturing jobs back home. How? I, I are you noticing anything going well, up around you? They, everything. Everything is moving at a snail's pace. Yes. You know why Russia can handle? Uh, you know all oh, these. The end. You know why Russia can handle all these economic sanctions that we're putting on Russia? Because they manufacture a lot of the goods. Yes. Use. We don't. We import everything from China, and that's right. our. Well, problem. we also don't have the access we need to to the rare earths, so we have to outsource and we have to bring those in from other other countries. CIA Cowboy says, "This is your daily reminder: Joe Biden is in violation of his oath of office and a threat to the United States of America." So you wanted to know? You asked what fucking beaver teeth was? Uh, yes. Well, I found the clip, if you give me a second. Sure. Let's see what he talks about. This is a pandemic era where schools closed too long. We're starting to see the data. Can you hear it? Kids head back to school. Yeah, it's got that echo thing that everybody complains when I play. Take stock of how they handle school closures. All of this as we see a shortage of teachers around the country. New Jersey's Democratic Governor Phil Murphy just met with the White House about how to keep more teachers on the job. I sat down with him this weekend to discuss. Joining us now, Governor Phil Murphy of the great state of New Jersey. Governor, welcome back to Fox News Sunday. What a Fox. Mike, thanks for having me. Governor, you've praised President Biden's executive action on student loan debt, but what would you say to the millions of New Jerseyans who paid their bills, made sacrifices, even made more affordable education uh, choices who are not getting any money back? Fuck them. Yeah, by the way, I'm one of those guys. I paid my student debts off uh, into my mid or late 30s. I would say this, Mike, it's not either or. I think it's probably a combination of and both. This program gives relief to over a million New Jerseyans. I like the fact that the... Does this guy look like he's been on a... Just woke up from a bender? (laughs) Well, he does there. (laughs) Eyes are barely fucking open. I mean, Jesus Christ. Who let him on TV like that? I mean, he looks like he just he just woke up from uh oh my god! I'd love to answer these questions, but I'm so fucking hungover. Boy, did we party last night? I think I drank like, a whole fifth of Ra- Crown Royal. It looks oh, like Ted, Ted Kennedy if he wouldn't have eaten uh you know as much cake. Pell <laughs> Grant uh, grantees get double the amount because finding some way to means test this, I think, is important that's what we do a lot of in new jersey Mm -hmm. but on the margin when you do the cost benefit analysis i think this is a really smart and good move what can be done in your view to address the big picture issue the underlying issue the soaring cost of higher education in this country for example 
Is it time for an institution like Princeton to tap into its $37 billion plus endowment to help deserving students? Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of programs out there. Some of them are done by us. Some of them are done by the institutions themselves. We have something called the Community, Community College Opportunity Grant, uh, that if, you're, if, if it's a last dollar program, and if you qualify, again, means tested by income, you go to community college free of charge. We That's now have something called the Garden State Guarantee that can tack that onto years three and four if you're get, getting a bachelor's degree. I'm sure it, it, institutions themselves can take, take steps. You see a lot of needs, blind admission programs mm -hmm. uh, increasingly. Uh, but listen, we, we need to continue to make higher education more accessible and more affordable because the premise of your question is right on the money. It's gotten too out of control and too out of reach. So to the question about Princeton with their $34 billion, uh, you know, down. here's the thing. I don't know how long ago this was. Uh, the New Jersey had, and I think it wasn't that long ago because I was talking to my kids about it. And this is how I felt about this. New Jersey had this thing was called New Jersey Stars Program. And what ha how this worked is if you were in the top 10% of your high school class, top 10%, you could go to community college. And then if you got held a B average at community college, you could go to, st to a state university, like, uh, you know, one of the state universities. And your college was paid for, your tuition was paid for if you were in the top 10%. And I told all my kids, listen. If you're not smart enough to get in the top 10% of your class, you're not smart enough to go to college. So let's hit it. All right. You want to be able to go to college? Because I'm not going to be able to afford to send you to college. I don't have that kind of money. So here's the deal. If you can get up in the top 10% and get into this program, then you can go to college. If not, you're going to have to pay for it yourself, one or the other. Because I paid for my, you know, when I was in college, I paid for it myself. All right. My parents didn't give me any money for it. Yeah. So here you go. All right, so, okay, so uh, Duchess says, yeah, middle class doesn't qualify. And that was the former STARS program developed by Chris Christie. Yes. Um, oh, we shut off at the same time. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. And then she said, uh, those 15% those 15% weren't going to community college. They had rides to privileged college. I didn't know private, private college, yeah. Private. Originally, it was 15%, she says. Um, yep. Yeah, I... I think isn't wouldn't you think the problem is how much they're charging for tuition? Because I really think that needs to be, you know, dove into, dived into, whatever the word is. Um, I don't think it should cost you know thirty thousand dollars a year to go to college. Now, I mean, hey, listen, if you want to go to there's I don't know how other states work. Here we have community college. When I was going to college, community college, I think the tuition was twenty nine dollars a credit hour. So yeah. if you were taking a course that was three credits, it was $90 or $100. So it's basically $100 a class. So you took four classes a semester, which was like $400 a year, plus your books, another $300. All right. So it was $700 a, a semester to go to college. And then when you went to state school, it was probably double that, which was affordable. Somebody could work a part-time job if they stayed home, lived with their mother, you know, live with their parents, and they could afford that. Uh but you know what? Not now. That's all over. So here, I just pulled it up. Our local community college, um, which I don't think is state-ran, I'm not sure, uh, is Calhoun Community College. And it is uh, 4940 a year for out-of-state. And uh, I'm sorry, that's uh, in-state. And out-of-state is 
Right. Almost almost double. Yeah, which I don't have a problem with. But, you know, Duchess says, don't even get me started on college costs. Yeah. If you go to a private school, they're going to, they're going to, you know, put it right up your backside. I, hold on. I got to take a screenshot. <clears throat> Bob is right. <laughs> got it. There we go. Right. Right. Again, I don't think it should cost that much to go to college. And uh, I think the other thing too is, is, is quality of learning. When I went to college, um, I went to one school that was very reasonable. Uh, and then I went to one that was not very reasonable. And the quality of education was better at the lower priced college. Right. Amanda says a community college doesn't offer a bachelor degree. Correct. You get an associate's right. degree and then you go to a four year college, state school, uh, here, at least here in New Jersey, and then you get your bachelor's degree. Right. And it, and it costs you half of what it would cost you to go to the state school for four years. Basically, well, you bang out all the bullshit state required your gym, your health, years. Your, well, your, your fucking algebras and your, you know, yeah. your Englishes and your literatures and yeah, all yeah. the bullshit economics, whatever, you know, business accounting, all that crap. I, I you love your major, you go for the, you know, go for the better school. Mm -hmm. So now, and then she says, uh, Duchess says in New Jersey, community college have partnered with state universities to offer four year degree. Yeah. Well, basically they, they've been doing that for, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years, basically. Well, they didn't do They made it different. When I say it's different now, it's almost automatic. But before, you couldn't just transfer your credits from community college to, to, um, to a four-year college state school because they would always knock off credit, credit so you could have to take these classes over again. What you used to do was you would take your, get your associate's degree and then go to this college with your associate's degree, and they had to take that. Mm -hmm. so what? Oh. what kind of bullshit is this man it says my daughter couldn't graduate high school unless she was accepted to a four-year college what <laughs> what it's michigan dude I, I i don't so if you can't get into a four-year college you can't graduate high school what are the path of people don't go to college i don't know whatever this well you know the other thing about community college is that i would say the majority of those uh, of those students can still, you know, live at home or get a, a lower priced off campus apartment because most of your, I don't know of a community college that offers, you know, on campus housing, right. And all that shit. So, right. Again, you know, I, I remember, um, I hear people, you know, friends of mine, children say, Oh, I'm not going to that college. You know, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to that college. I don't want to commute. I want the college experience. Oh, Oh, I see. Oh, so you want to live for the next 20 years paying paying off high student loans. Okay. Right. You want to go drink, party, live on campus, do all that other shit. Have nine abortions. Yeah. Whatever. Get I'm just saying, if you, that it's not about education if that's your problem. If you can afford it, fine. If you've put away for it, your parents put away for it, and you want to go do that, and you want to go party, fine. But now, for them to take out all those loans, and now all of a sudden – they're going to just redistribute that payment over the rest of the country. That's bullshit. So what that's you do bullshit is, is you go to college as cheaply as you can bang out good grades. Then you get a really good job. Then you can live the college experience every weekend because you have money to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. There's an idea. Let's do that. Yeah. So a quick palate cleanser. I don't have any videos, but I thought this was awesome. A pilot's unique flight path appears to create a middle finger.
Wow, what's that over? Flight monitoring map revealed a unique flight path taken on Monday in Washington State. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know how you back and forth, back and forth. What's that all over? Huh? That's crazy. I don't know if you saw what was going on in Arkansas. Was it Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah, where the plane? Where was that? With the guy? Oh, that was in Mississippi. Uh, I think it was in T Tupelo. The Tupelo, guy. Yes. The guy. I think he worked at a like a uh, sorry airport, and he stole a like a small plane. It wasn't a big, you know, commercial airliner. And he just like flew around. Uh, I think he landed it in a field like 50 miles, but he was threatening to crash into a, into a Walmart or some shit. Yeah. He made, made like a, um, like a post on like Facebook or something, apologizing to his you know mom and his whatever sister. Yeah. Whatever saying, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm there's you know nothing wrong with me, whatever, but, no, he said I mean, he was, I think he said goodbye, like he was going to die. Yeah. Well, so he was saying it's not their fault. Right. It wasn't their fault. So there are, and again, you can never tell with these deep, deep fake videos, but he was, he forced, he was, he landed it in a field. Yes. Yeah. Then I saw a video of a F 16, F 18, whatever, flying like right over top of a small prop plane, like, this military plane basically put this thing down in a fucking field. No, I don't know if that's true or not. Again, no, it this guy landed it, and and there was more evidence there than there was from Flight ninety three. Imagine that. <laughs> so anyhow, all yeah. right. So are we going to talk about the Biden versus Trump rallies? And, and these are in the same state. They're both in Pennsylvania. I don't know if they're yeah. in the same area. But. Right. Full yeah. stadium. Everybody's cheering. The Lee Greenwood is cranked. Cranked up on high. It's put up to 11. I'll be an American. That's a, that's a pretty good crowd. And uh, I don't know if there's video on that. I don't know if th this video covers it, but there was... Look a at it. large, a very large crowd who could not get in out in out in the parking lot. Right. And this is in Pennsylvania, the same state where. Did anything else? Here he is. You realize that? The point is, we asked so much of you. So Ooh. much. This guy couldn't even fill a gym. So I'm what he needs is, uh, the, I'm not proud to be an American. No. Yeah. Me I, and my son sold the country to China. And they wonder why too. And they wonder why the legitimacy of the election was questioned. Like, how can anybody even have that thought in their head? I don't. Matter of fact, I have uh the candidate for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Oh, she, yes. She was asked a question. She's a bulldog. You can I tell. Love yeah, I like she was a former um journalist TV reporter. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yep. Here you go. You can tell. Yeah. All right. So here's what, what the, the reporter asks. He says, You're saying that Joe Biden is dividing the country, but don't you think that Donald Trump is also dividing the country by saying the election was stolen? 
active in the country. Questioning, questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country. Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016, and I distinctly remember many people just like you asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should supposedly. appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the Constitution. It's hanging by a thread, thanks to some of the work some people in this area have done. But we're going to save that Constitution, and we're going to bring back freedom of speech. And maybe someday you'll thank us for that. Right? Yes. And the, that's a very valid point. Why, you know, why are we not allowed to question things, not just the election, but other things, the vaccines or or why we didn't get therapeutics or, you know, why are we not allowed to question any of it or to, or to go against what they want, you know, their agenda at all? Why are opposing voices not allowed anymore? Why, exactly. why are they shot down and called conspiracy theories and extremist views? All right. Crap. All right. So this goes against. All right. So this goes up my ass like an open umbrella, which was the we talked about this in a prior episode where podcast movement, which is a podcast, a podcasting conference for all podcasters to come and and meet and greet. And uh, they sold Ben Shapiro, the Daily Wire, a booth and no problem with that. And then Ben Shapiro showed up for about, I don't know, an hour. And he took pictures and shook hands and just walked around the floor. And then he left. And some, uh, let's see, how do I put this? Some queer, non-binary, whatever. One of those people. Took a picture and said, what the fuck? And then. I'm threatened by his existence. Yeah, well, all this, all the tweet says was, what the fuck? That's all it said. And then she had said something earlier. She sent a tweet and nobody paid attention to it. But when she said, what the fuck? It took Ben Shapiro's picture. Then uh, the podcast movement community or podcast movement Twitter account put out a four tweet thread about how they apologized. And, you know, they're going to next time they're going to look into who you know, pays for to come there and all this other stuff. So they basically fell on a sword for this. Now there's, and I immediately went to guns because that's how I, you know, I'm reactive. I'm like, what the fuck podcasting supposed to be inclusive. And it doesn't matter whose opinion is what this is where we all come together with our opinions and we, we put it out there and whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it. And whoever don't doesn't have to, nobody's sitting there putting, you know, earbuds in and saying, listen to these two over opinionated, under informed boomers talk about shit that they have no idea what they're talking about. Nobody does this. So I, so to this week, everybody's back from podcast movement. So I listened to podcasts about podcasting and some major players in the podcasting industry. Nobody touched it. Uh, really? 
Yeah, she podcast. They said they wrote a blog about it, and you can go listen to it. You can go read the blog. Well, I don't want to read a blog. I listen to your podcast. Why can't you do me a favor? Read your blog to me on your podcast. Now, I know Elsie and Jess very well. Matter of fact, I edit their podcast. I was really disappointed in the way they didn't even just, just address it. They just they stepped, sidestepped it. Another Are they scared of it? Did they not? I don't know. Would they, would they support which side do you think that they would take? I think that they don't want to take a side because if, if they take a side. They don't want to. Right. Yes. They don't want, they to, they want to take a side. side or the other. Yeah. So a friend of mine and my podcast mentor, the Dave Jackson from the school podcasting, uh, this episode, he, he waited till the end, but he did 20 minutes on what happened there. And what he basically said, way better than I can say, and I'll give you some bullet points right here. He said, listen, you know what? Say what you want about Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire. They qualify. In other words, they're a podcast. This is a podcast conference. And if you don't feel safe, ignore them. It's not like he was running over with a with a club. Uh, he didn't say this. Ben I'm Shapiro sure. is a very unthreatening looking man. He's right. not some big WWE looking motherfucker. Like he right. doesn't but look he like has, Mike Tyson. Right. He has opposing opinions on uh, transgender. Yeah, gender. Period. Right, and he also he believes has a, in the two two gender theory. Yes, yes, he does. Like everybody did, up to five years ago. All right, so pre-Trump, PT, right, PTE, and he said, you know, so he, he says, I didn't ever, you know, Dave says, I have no idea, I had no idea who Ben Shapiro was. So the first thing he did was look up Ben Shapiro, find his podcast, download it, and listen to it. He's like, I got to listen to this guy. I got to hear what's going on. And he said, I'll tell you what, you ought to go listen to that podcast because this guy goes from topic into spot reads like nobody's business. He is amazing at it. He says, so you should go there and at least learn how to do it and learn how to do what he's doing. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. First. No, he doesn't do that. He says, you know, he say, and speaking about uh, not being able to handle this, you know what you need? A good night's sleep. Maybe a good night's sleep would make it easy to handle. Right. And they would go into a, you know, whatever mattress he was hawking at the time. My And so he said, you know what? We don't, we shouldn't be doing is we shouldn't be canceling. We should be listening. We should be debating. We should be trying to understand each other. Sure. And instead of doing this, can especially in podcasting, we should stop trying to cancel people. I say that to say this, that they're coming after podcasting might not be this year, might not be. It's next on the list. Next year. It's next on the list because they can't have dissenting opinions. They need to control all the information. They can't have you and me coming on here for an mm -hmm. hour and a half and basically refuting with facts, everything they've said. Uh, they need to control all this. And if they don't, if they can't control it, they'll get rid of us. And I have a feeling that's why the 87,000 uh, IRS agents, that's what they're for. You either shut your mouth or we're going to, you know, we're going to audit you. We're going to say you owe us more money. We're going to make your life a fucking miserable hell. So shut the fuck up, slave, and do what we tell you and like it. Well, if you're that against, you know, Ben Shapiro or Jan Dan Bongino or anybody who has a different viewpoint than you, pull clips of them and debate them on your show now obviously they won't be able to fight back but you can at least call out certain things that they do say that are out there for everybody else to hear 
and call them out and say, well, you're wrong because of this. And that's kind of what, you know, we try to do, right? I mean, that's what a lot of clip shows do. We are, I hate to say it, but we are a clip show. Yep. We, we tend to use Why clips to, to drive our conversation. Yeah, well, of course. We, we kind of, I say we, we do that to basically back up what we're saying. So, and then let me go back to She Podcast because Elsie and Jess, you know, I've been, I've been editing their podcast for years. Matter of fact, Jessica is the one that gave me the name, John Jamingo. She gave me my name. It was on episode 222 because I listened to it this morning because I woke up at four o'clock this morning and I couldn't sleep. And, you know, uh, and I saw Dave's podcast. So I downloaded to that. And then he said, I'm going to be talking about this at the end. So I immediately scrubbed to the end and listened to it. I listened to it twice. And I'll tell you one thing about Dave and he's been a mentor for me ever since I've been podcasting and he's, he's amazing. He's a, he's a natural born teacher and he basically, instead of, you know, going to guns like I do and screaming and yelling, you know, he basically broke it down and used examples and put it all together. And to me, if we had more people like Dave Jackson, you know, in the country place would be a better place. So hats off to him. And, you know, as we go, maybe, I, I don't know if we can, I'm going to try. I'm not going to be trying to, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to be as reactive when we do this. I'm going to try to think on things and, and have a better take on what I say and how I say it. Although I think a lot of people come here for the raging. Well, there's <laughs> times when you're passionate about, or you're just really just thrown off. Like how the fuck do you think like that who how is that even possible to even have that thought in your head and it and it drives you into that kind of a ranty ragey kind of thing now i think you've raged more in the last month uh, in my direction than you have towards any clip or topic we've talked about but that's part of the allure sometimes they do it on purpose and you have oh, to know that okay yeah I, I listen there's sometimes when uh there's things that happen and I'm sitting here and I'm like, please, I don't know. I have a very low threshold for uh, annoying Long stories. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah. to try to get to a point sometimes. Uh, so, and then sometimes I go after, <laughs> sometimes I go after you because I'm figuring that if I do that, maybe you'll stop. Probably not. Well, but. I edited that episode yesterday and my thing that pissed you off so bad was, just a pinch under 30 seconds long <laughs> 30 seconds and i did have a point and i apologize but i feel sometimes details need to be spilled out so that i can make a, like another so, point seemed like five minutes and then you but then after that after i after i left and i came back after after you did your solid 10 minutes i came back and we talked about the student loan thing. And I was telling them about my student loans and how I borrowed one time. I borrowed a little bit above the loan to use that for down payment on a car. And that jogged a, a memory of yours. Yep. Absolutely. You took over five minutes to tell that story, which is fine. I don't care, <laughs> but just to put things into perspective, John, I know I need to get to the point and I know that there's a point I'm trying to make. And you know what? I don't always agree with why is he telling us this? I just, you know what? You're John Jamingo. Do you, you, man. Be you. I should just sit here and shut up. I well, should. 
I, I get it sometimes. It's like, would you just land a fucking plane? I understand because <laughs> I get like that too. But at the same time, this is a show. You're allowed to talk. People are here to hear us talk. I know. I think Probably more you than me, but still. I think if I go back to that, you were talking about the podcast of uh, Megan Mark. The archetypes, yes. And yeah. how I, I was trying to make a joke that I screwed up oh. by putting that on my wife's phone because now she can listen to that womanistic bullshit and then come home and start yelling at me about, you need them. Oh. You know, I am woman. Hear me roar. Okay. But my wife wouldn't do that. We walk around the house. This, this fucking, you know, weekend we've, I've made joke. Well, that's because you're a woman. Absolutely. Like, oh, don't you say that. I know men who do that to them. I'm like, I'm fucking with you. She's oh, okay. The thing <laughs> is, yeah, I listen, we've all bombed jokes. We've all bombed jokes. But there was that point where you're like, I don't have it on my phone. My wife has it. I'm like, where are we going with this story? And then there was another time you were talking about something and you got mad at me. And I swear, Bob, I was really trying to understand what you were talking about. And I didn't have a clue. So I was asking questions. Half the times I don't understand what I'm talking about. I was asking questions like, all right, what are we, where are we talking? And then you freaked out at me, which I think sometimes is the, I think that's what the charm of this show is sometimes. All right, here we go. Womanist, womanistic bullshit. Womanistic bullshit is what uh see i just make up words right maybe that'll be the title of this episode <laughs> that womanistic. Would, womanistic that would be great but yeah i like i said i just think that we as a as a country need to wake up to the pressures and step back and maybe not be so uh you know maybe not be such a cheerleader for our own side like look to see what one side is doing and say, well, maybe you should question that. Like when someone says you have to take this shot, this vaccine, that's basically unproven and it's only on uh, emergency use. Everybody has to take that shot or you can't work. You can't go out. You're not allowed in polite society. All right. So now they did that. Now, all of a sudden, if you don't agree with the president, president administration, that means that you are an enemy of democracy. Well, I don't think so. I think I have a dissenting opinion. I think I have a better way of doing it. I think that what you're saying is horrible and it's going to cause more problems. But you know what? And, I, and if you don't believe it, let's debate it. Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. But they don't want to hug it out because from what I understand, that the thing that really scares them the most is facts. They can't handle facts. You just put a thing up about the climate and basically just showed you that the climate's really not doing anything different than it's done 20 years ago. And it's basically maybe a little bit warmer. But it, and, and that was from NASA. Right. And you can't blame that on carbon because we were putting out way more carbon output back in the 60s and 70s. Oh, God. Into the 80s before unleaded gas. We we're putting way more carbon output out into this into the atmosphere, and it wasn't that bad. All right. Now all of a sudden, they want to change everything to electric. Oh, and here's the other thing: they said that they're not going to allow cars to have. Um, they're not allowed to. You know, you can't buy a car. And when was it? 2025? 20, 2035? When is it that you're not allowed to buy a car? There we go. California bans new car sales, new gas car sales by 2035. Which state could be next? There's a lot of states, for some reason, I don't know why, 
But they, as soon as California enacts a law, they enact a law. And I'm not sure what states there are. I think Virginia is one of them. Well, six days later, headline in the same uh, newspaper, California told not to charge electric cars days after gas car sales ban. Now, I have a friend who's a, a, another podcaster, Wayne Henderson. His podcast is the Packers fan podcast. He's a big Packers fan, so they talk about the oh, game. I, think. I thought it was maybe monkeypox. No. So, again, uh, I'm not landing a plane. I'm just giving my friend a plug. He uh, he lives out in California. So he had a picture yesterday. It's 107 where he was, 107 mm-hmm. degrees. Which is hot. Yeah. Next thing, picture, power's out. Now the power, it's 107 degrees. The power's out. No elect, No air conditioning, no nothing. And yeah. you're telling yeah, me. Out for like eight, eight, eight or 10 hours. Right, and you're telling me that the grid's okay out there, that this uh, solar power and wind power is going to be enough to take care of this? They want to use nuclear and all that? Now, California makes me a little nervous with nuclear just because of the earthquakes and shit, but damn, you know what? You got to do. You got to figure out something else because just, I mean, people are going to die. You get that? It's that hot. Old people are going to die out there. Look, it was on the news this morning, today's show, bom, bom, bom. Temperatures in Death Valley, California reached 106 degrees. Oh, let me show you. There. Hey, you know what the average temperature is in Death Valley, California in August? 103. I get it. It's it's uh, September, but eh, yeah. is it really, really worth all the fanfare and the deep voice? Oh, we're going to die. I see some new names in the chat, which I like. The, this listener says, solar and winter are a joke. I mean, they're good as supplemental energy sources, but in a serious seriousness nuclear is much better yeah and unless uh ukraine is trying to attack the uh right people just freak out when you mention nuclear because of the stigma around it yeah i mean listen i live through three miles i I don't like nuclear is when somebody is on a microphone and they say nuclear is that what i just said no you you didn't say that no i'm saying others they want to talk about, yeah, nuclear is no good. Yeah, especially the way you fucking say it. All right, let me talk to Uncle Dunce I'm here. I'm fascist. Uncle Dunce says, I can't believe you guys think climate change is real. Well, I don't he, think he's he, talking he, about us. He must not be thinking about talking about Okay, I thought he was saying that we, never mind. I fucked up. I can't read. I don't read words, Bob. How about this one, John? This is not the same article I brought up last show. This is another one. Uh, Bank of America announces zero down payment, zero closing cost mortgages for black and Hispanic first-time homebuyers. What the fuck? There's a few problems with that, okay? I, I shared one of these in the Boomer Bunker Facebook, and I said, hey, 2008, hold my beer. Here's the thing. But this is still if, racist as fuck. Well, it is, but the, before, it was made where they could not get home loans. They could not get a mortgage. Banks would not give uh black and hispanic people mortgages all right so that's not good i understand that and i can also understand maybe knocking a point off sorry sir your credit score says you're black (laughs) your credit score and you know what that was mine just the other day came in black i understand that that's been a problem and i'm not against programs that you know, lift certain people up like that. But for the, I mean, Bank of America, number one, I don't know anybody who's ever been a Bank of America customer 
and has been like, hey, great company. You notice where they're doing this in Charlotte, Dallas, Detroit, Los Angeles, Miami. You know where they mm. – I saw a thing. I didn't bring it. I didn't put – I didn't download it, but I saw a video of a black man who was on a radio show, and he was sitting there, and he said, you know what? He said, you know how much money that uh, the black population spends on Nike shoes, Air Jordans, Mercedes jewelry, rims. Right. And he said that what happens is when you don't feel that you're part of the community, what you do is you buy the status symbols of that community to make it like you're part of that community. And I can see that. But what he was saying was instead of buying these things, taking and investing in your community, investing in your education, investing in job training, investing that money that you would pay for these sneakers. These kids are walking around in $250 sneakers and they don't, they don't have food in the house. I mean, this is what, you know, you got to set your priorities. So that's, that's a, oh, <laughs> there you go. I never thought about that. Zero down payment, zero closing. What's the APR? That's, that's now know. from what I know, I think the, the average 30 year fixed rate right now is 5.6, 5.3, 5. 5.6, mm -hmm. in there, which is, uh, over double was it what it was about a year ago. Um, yep. But, you know, the feds have raised uh, interest rates, I think, three times this year. And I think they were planning to do it five total. So, yeah, uh, hold on. Here's another one that uh, kind of goes along with what we're talking about. A guaranteed basic income program begins for 1,000 Los Angeles County residents providing $1,000 a month. Now, I haven't watched this clip, but it's only 21 seconds long. Well, So let's go for it. Guaranteed basic income program. 1,000 people received a $1,000 payment from the county this month. It's all part of a pilot program approved by county supervisors last year, which aims to address poverty and income instability. The participants were chosen randomly for more than 180,000 people who applied for the program. So, do you think that there's any homeowners in this group who actually got selected, or, or are they all in like? Or, or do you think that they're all in like public housing? I don't know because they said it's random. Here's what I do know. A thousand dollars a month in Los Angeles County is it's like, like $200 a month anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yes. It's, it's, it's peanuts. It's, you know what that is? That program should be called better than a sharp stick in the eye. That's what that program <laughs> is. All right. That, that doesn't mean anything. It's the same way that when they shut your business down, and they shut everybody else's business down. They gave you twelve hundred dollars. Here, here's twelve hundred dollars. Go buy yourself a new. Go buy yourself an Oculus and a gaming platform because you're going to be home playing with it for a long time. Well, that's the other thing is that if they qualify for that, they're also going to qualify for things like free internet and food stamps and other other entitlements. Which uh, I don't understand the drive to make people not want to work. All right. So, Mister April says, "I'm in Social Security disability." And make less than yeah. That. I mean, my brother, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother, he's on a disability. He's only five years older than me, and but he has bad knees. He's he's in a, like a similar situation to John, and um, he just cannot cannot work, and uh, he gets around nine hundred a month, which is nothing. Yeah. So. Well, see, okay, so Mr. April gets less than a thousand dollars a month from Social Security disability. Well, yeah. she can't live on that. There's no way you can. I don't know where you could live on that. Mm, no. Well, at, at your mom's house. Right. Yeah. Because that's what my brother's doing.
LM variant says they want as many people dependent on government as possible. I agree with that. The problem is the government is your problem. It's not your solution. The government's not your solution. The government is your problem. Big government is your problem. The way to take, you know what? Okay. You know what this government is? It's cancer. And the tumor's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And what we need hey. is chemotherapy to shrink the tumor. That's what we need. Okay. Let's see. John, when you had a job and you were taking care of, you know, your family, going to work every day, things tended to run pretty smooth, right? You weren't really, you didn't toss and turn at night because you weren't really worried about how you're going to make ends meet because you knew that you can just get up tomorrow and go to work. Everything would be okay, right? Correct. You're going to be able to maintain and sustain your family. Yes. Now, let's say you were 100% dependent on the government for your home, your electric, your internet, $1,000 a month, basic income, healthcare, everything. Would you sleep well at night because the way that this fucking government is like they they giveth and they can taketh away absolutely whatever the fuck they want right one one administration comes in and does it you know and gives this makes a program although i gotta be honest with you once they make a a program it, they never really basically stop it because too many they, they can't handle the the amount of votes they would lose like right now if the Republicans, let's say the Republicans sweep in 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 this midterm election, uh, they won't do shit because they're afraid to. Now, maybe they'll do stuff like take the wokeness out of corporations and stop that nonsense in the military, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll do there that. Are government government programs get defunded regularly now. Maybe not large ones like this, but you know, when I was nineteen, I wanted to go to college and I couldn't get any help. I couldn't qualify for the loans. I don't know why I didn't make any fucking money. I worked at a uh, Walmart third shift cleaning floors. All right. But somehow I wasn't able to qualify for any, any kind of aid whatsoever to put me in college. So I found a local program. It was the North Alabama rehabilitational center because I have a speech problem. And so I went It's a lot better now than it was back in the day. I could hardly talk at all. So I went through them and all I had to do was go to speech therapy uh, twice a month, which they helped to pay for. And they were going to put me through, through college. So I went to two speech therapy appointments, et cetera. I was jumping through all those hoops. I, I go in to find out when do I get, get my check so I can give it to the college. And the guy said that the, uh, that the program has been killed. There is no more program. Sorry, you're not going to college. Oh, I thought that your therapist shot himself. No, no, actually I got, that's, what's interesting is I got, I was 19 and I got the same therapist that I had when I was like eight years old. There you go. So when I walked in the door, she looked at me and goes, hold on a minute. And I was like, hi. And she was like, Bobby, like, I couldn't believe Bobby? that after that long. She remembered me. It, it was kind of neat. It was kind of cool. So, and what did you say? You said, I, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> so. No, I was I was still pretty bad. I I had like a stuttering John kind of a tick where I would oh, 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 kind of you know like that like I was gagging on a dick or something. If I was getting caught on a word, I would kind of oh, oh, try to get it out like that, you know. Not so. you again. You no, didn't do I shit didn't, for me I when I was eight. Like I was trying to shit. No, it, it wasn't like that. So. Yeah. So she, she did help me. I mean, just going to her that couple of times, she was like, well, you know, you've made amazing progress over these years without any therapy. 
uh, since I last, you know, went to her when I was in like, I don't know, third grade. You should be a podcaster. But she, um, she taught me a couple things while I was there that were new, you know, new things that had come out. Like what? So can I ask? Breathe. Oh, feel the air coming through your windpipe as you speak, which I wouldn't do. I would lock up my vocal cords like your clench a fist. Okay. So yeah, just that's just one of them. There was this like mental tap thing that I I didn't do any good. Mental tap. Mental tap where you where you repeat like you tap your. Oh, you tap like your chin and then you tap your nose and then you tap. Well, yeah. with us or with me, I was taught you know tap your head um, like a bouncing ball or like you know lyrics and it was you don't have to stutter you don't have to stutter you don't have to like you're trying to like brainwash yourself it's like that's not it then it can work so i, mm-hmm. I did it like twice and i'm like what the fuck am i doing you know, you know what i would like to see you to go to therapy to see if you could eat something with mayonnaise on it <laughs> <laughs> i have thought about going to hypnosis but i they tried to hypnotize me when I was in, I think it was 11th grade, my parents were like, yeah, you're, we're concerned about your Tourette's and your speech problem. We're going to have you go to, go to a shrink. So I, I went to one and he tries to hypnotize me and blah, blah, blah. And it, it didn't work. It did not work. He's like, okay, so you're, you're under now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, okay, let's argue about it. And he's like, so why are you, why do you feel so rebellious towards your parents? And I'm like, what? I wear Slayer shirts. That, that's as far as the rebellion goes. Can so I it see? turns out that I was there, not not for my own you know benefit. I was there because my parents were wondering why I was so rebellious because I wore bloody Slayer shirts and and I would occasionally say no and smart off to them. I was a, I was a teenager, right? Fuck. So on my phone, I have this app, and what it is, it's a uh, it's a weight loss app, but it's a it's supposed to be for hypnosis. In other words, you play this thing and then you sit there and you listen to it. I use it all the time because it makes me fall asleep within five minutes, but it plays for 45. And you would think that maybe with all this subconscious stuff that maybe it would actually make me lose some weight, but it doesn't work. But I'll tell you what it does. It'll put me out like that. And not only does it put me out, I can sleep for you know three, four hours, like in a really, really deep sleep. But it does nothing for weight loss. So I, I use it for that. What you need to do with a, a weight loss app, they need to have it to where you give it access to the microphone like 24 hours a day. And anytime it hears like the crinkling of a bag or your refrigerator door open, it goes, hey, fat ass, <laughs> knock it off. All right. So I'm going to tell you a story. So I guess it was Saturday morning. I wake up and I said, I woke up early and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and I'm going to get, I'm going to go like 20 minutes away to a Tim Hortons. I want to go to a Tim Hortons because they they have better coffee and they have, you know, better breakfast sandwiches than Dunkin' Donuts, and they have amazing muffins. God damn, their muffins are good. So I drive down to uh, this Tim Hortons. I get a large coffee and I ordered a double double. I keep forgetting that they use sugar. I shouldn't have got double. So I got a double double large coffee, which is double cream, double sugar, and I got four muffins, two strawberry shortcakes, and two blueberry muffins. And I ate all four of them. So I drank the double-double, two uh, strawberry shortcake muffins and two blueberry muffins. And I ate all of them for breakfast. And I felt like shit for the rest of the day. My sugar must have been 400 or something. I was drinking water. I was trying to drink, trying to, you know, take fiber. I have, you know, fiber chews that I take sometimes to try to. 
nothing. I felt like shit all day. So the next day I woke up, I said, guess what? I'm not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> That'll make you <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there, you know, there's that time when you're like, you know what? I've been good. I've been two weeks. I haven't eaten any junk. You know, I, I'm, I haven't really been down in the diet cokes. I've been you know, drinking more water, all this stuff. I've been, you know, working a lot more, getting more sweat, sweating, yep. doing, you know, yard work, whatever. And then you're like, eh, you know what? I'm going to have this today. I'm going to have that today. And, oh, fuck, like man. It, I felt like shit all weekend because all I've done is dump shit down my neck. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I did. I felt terrible. And i tell you what, that, to me, that was, makes me change how I eat because the next day I got up, I made my own coffee little sweet and low, little little cream, and then made eggs, and I was fine. I'm sorry. This right here, uh, Mr. Staple says, I've got to re-break my sugar addiction. And you know what? I've never really believed in that, but I bought ice cream uh, a week ago. I bought a box of those, uh, like, uh, Nutty Buddy cones at, at Costco. They were, like, on sale. I've, I never crave ice cream. I, I don't ever get cravings like that. I'd be like, you know what? I need a snack. What do we have? But no, after these, like, after like day three of these being in the ice box, I started getting cravings for them. It's going, yep. you know what I want? I want a, one of those caramel ones. Mm, yeah, they're filled with caramel. And to get that chocolate plug at the bottom of the cone, you're like, mm, man. See? I, so, yeah, I that's evil. I'm, I'm not buying that shit anymore, honey. Uh, if you're still fucking listening. <laughs> don't bring that shit home please it's the truth because for me the hardest addiction to break is the fast food addiction two reasons number one it's so easy like yeah. pick up your phone order it drive there i love to do this you drive up and somebody's there's two lines to get so you drive up one's in one line you drive up and you go hey app order for john and they're like yeah pull up here it's like almost like a nascar pit stop you try to get <laughs> you're beating them out of the pit so you're in front of them in line yeah so, but it's that easy. And well, the other thing is, but by the time I'm hungry, I don't, I'm not that great of a cook. It takes too long. I sit there, I got to prep everything, I got to cook everything, I got to clean everything up and eat. It's like, fuck that. Just pick up my phone, drive there, and they hand me a bag of food out the window. Jesus Christ, how, how easy is that? That's my problem. It's to, to break that, that, that addiction right there. Yeah, if they close down all the fast food places, then I'd have a chance. See the, the chats over there. They're, they're they're shaving me. Dean's in there. Oh wow! Can someone tell me why I can't lose weight? Yeah, I know, Dean. I know you're not supposed to eat four fucking muffins. Yeah, I know. How about this one? LM variant ice cream is mine as well. Blue Bell. See, yeah. I still refuse to give Blue Bell a nickel because even though it wasn't 100 percent their fault, they killed people. What? So, listeria this was years ago oh yeah yeah. they, yeah. they killed like seven people and th something like 36 people got sick i'm sorry i don't if 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 that was a human who did that if if they had like an ice cream stand uh, out there in a corner and you bought something from them and died from it guess where they would be fucking jail so why should this company be allowed to continue sorry i i won't give them a nickel then go fuck themselves yeah we gotta i gotta stop looking at the chat now the chat's making me hungry no Pecan pralines and cream on cream is oh stop it. It's unbelievable. But yep, I don't know. 
So what you do is you buy the vanilla shit, just the plain shit, and then you go, what do I got in the cupboard? Oh, fruity pebbles, and you dump that on top. That shit's killer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know if <laughs> if you works. don't have ice cream cones in the house, which I I don't buy them because I usually don't have enough ice cream like to use all the cones before they go bad. Honeycomb, honeycomb cereal, crunch them up, sprinkle them on top, tastes like a fucking ice cream cone. I'll tell you right now, my son, when my son comes over here, like he comes over for the day, he brings snacks because there's no snacks in his house. There's no potato chips. There's no candy. There's no nothing. There's no snacks whatsoever in his house. Gives he goes, yeah, can't go to dad's house without snacks. He says, man, I'll tell you what, I didn't, I didn't have a snack one. I'm like, why do you have to snack all day? So I got to get him on the fruit, on the treadmill too. He's, he's just like me. He's got that. He's thick right now. And now he's starting Mm -hmm. to get a little chubby. I'm like, hey, bud, you can't get chubby. I said, you want to be like this? No, I don't want to be like you. There you go. Go get some fruit. Fruit's just as bad. Go get some fruit. Yeah, I did. And you know what was right next to the apples? The caramel Caramel. dip. Yeah. (laughs) So guess what I got? Caramel dip. Yes. I got got two apples left and about a quarter of a tub. Oh, right now, the New Jersey watermelons are in. And they're, you know, right now. And they're, they're amazing. So... I got two of them. My wife has been eating the hell out of watermelon. She'll go through, uh, a, you know, one a week by herself. Oh, yeah. I love it. Here we go. Dean's in here. Pure maple syrup over French vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm not a big maple syrup guy. I, I like, like, maple maple bacon. If, mm-hmm. if that's the same thing, you know, it has that taste to it. But not a big fat. I don't eat it on my pancakes or anything. So. Uh, yeah, I'm a big hot fudge guy. Like, I love yeah, I like caramel. Yeah, I like caramel yeah, too. Don't get me wrong. Hot fudge, like like one of those uh, McDonald's little cheap hot fudge off Sundays. Those are amazing because it's you get that like duality of the heat with the. Yep, absolutely. Cold. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can't do part of the sugar anymore salt. either. Yeah, I, yeah. I figured it's you know I look at it this way: sixty years of ice. I let's see how many times have I had ice cream this summer? Twice, twice, and they were smalls. Like they would, we were somewhere, someone was going to kind of say, get me a small. So I had, you know, and for before I would go once or twice a week, get yourself a large hot fudge sundae, piled a high with whipped cream and a cherry on top. Damn. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's got to be bad for you. Well, so, as I, I said earlier, I, we went to Krispy Kreme and got a fucking dozen. Ugh. It's straight sugar, right to your veins. No. Yep. So now I know what it feels like to be um, to have too much sugar. I know what that feels like now. So I just I feel like that just, feeling at all. I just don't have any energy. I feel depressed, yeah. sad, bloated. Just yeah. you know, the wife was hitting me up last night for a little, you know, action, and I was like, I feel like a fat blob of shit, and I, I can't, I can't perform when I have that, you know, mental s- state. All right, now I'm not hungry anymore. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate hey. that. <laughs> Killing appetites. That that's the that should be the app. Have a weight loss app, and it's just this podcast. Us us talking about food and sex. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Oh my god! Here we go. Oh, look, Lisa. Right now, she says, "Opening up the McDonald's app right now." Oh my god! Here's the other okay, thing. Hold on, I'm I'm tr- trying to find the reason why she would put this. My wife hasn't said anything. <laughs> I was talking about 
my comment regarding last night. Oh, actually, I forgot. Mike's Mike has diabetes. He says being benefit of being diabetic so long is you never get these cravings. Yeah, my mom's been a type one since 1979, and she has more candy and junk in her house than than I do. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. She's she's just mom. Stop it. Right. I, I tell you what, my heart goes out to people with type one diabetes. I, the type two sucks. I can't imagine what type one would be like. Yeah, I just wonder if I should take my. Now I haven't had anything to eat since last night. I should take my blood sugar right now and see what it is. <laughs> you haven't had coffee, anything? No, just water. Just no, drank that, some water this morning. So do take my first blood sugar of the day. See what if this is a big number. I'm going to lie. <laughs> yeah, my brother, he's um about 180 pounds overweight, and uh, he has bad knees and all that because of it. But uh, he lives with my mother now. His teeth are basically rotting out of his head. So he has a lot of things that he wants to eat, but he can't, he can't have popcorn, candy, anything like that. So he keeps talking about his uh, insurance is about to kick in here this month. And uh, so he's going to go get new choppers, try to get his teeth removed and get all that ironed out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, then you're just going to gain weight because you're going to be able to eat all that crap that you Could haven't you been able to. Like I'll, I'll be over there. You know, my mom buys these hard candies and I'll, I'll go or should buy like a saltwater taffy, something like that. So I'll go grab a little handful of that and munch on it while we're bullshitting, hanging out over there. And he, and I'm like, man, these are good. And he's like, I, yeah, I really like them, but I can't eat them because of my fucking teeth. And I'm like, what do you think it's going to be like when you get your teeth fixed? You're going to gain more weight. How? But isn't he diabetic too? Uh, he's, he's, he's on the metformin, but he's not type two yet. Okay. Now I haven't taken my medication yet either. So yeah. I, I think his his A1C I think is just barely over six. So they're wow. So you're still burning off from you know yesterday's shit. I guess if you well, haven't eaten, then, no. then yeah, you, yesterday yeah because I've been trying to figure hungry. out what you know how it's affecting you know what I eat has been affecting me. So when I had breakfast, which was eggs, mushroom, I made a mushroom omelet is what I made, and then I had coffee, and uh, my blood sugar went up to like. Two, thirty or something. And I was like, "What the hell is that about?" And then I took it an hour and a half later. It was one sixteen. So I don't know. And then, like this morning, like I haven't had anything to eat since actually yesterday. I only ate one meal yesterday, which was at breakfast. So there you go. Yeah, I considered that bi bariatric surgery. And then I see what happens is that people get that, and like in six, a year and a half, they start gaining the weight back. And I'll be honest What's, with you. What is the what is the bariatric? That's where they take your stomach and make it into a banana. Uh, I thought that was the um, sleeve. It's the, the yeah. gastric bypass. Well, it's kind of the same thing. They do the well. It depends. You can get the gastric bypass where they bypass a lot of your intestines, so your your body doesn't pick that up. The problem with that is you got to take vitamins and you got to eat a certain amount of protein, and you're a slave to it. You've seen Brandon 2.0, right? Yes. He had the lap band, and guess what? Still fat. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's the, you know, that thing is inside. Oh, I don't know. My sister, my sister, she was having problems with weight, and what she did was she took and they put this balloon in your stomach and they fill it up with saline, and it's supposed to be in there for ninety days, and then they go in and then they take the balloon out. I was like, I don't know if I want that. And then sure enough, she had it, and she says, "Don't whatever you do, don't get this. This blows." So listen, the only way really to do this is to eat real food and do real exercise. That's, that's how you lose weight. I've done it before. 
I don't know if I can do it again. Look, trust me, just sitting here for this two hours, right now I got a cramp in the left cheek of my ass. Wow. It's killing me. Yeah, because I got to stand up. I got to stand up and move around. Now, Lisa's husband had the sleeve. How long has he had it? And is he gaining any weight back? I'm telling you right now, if I went through all that surgery and, and all that pain and, and everything, and then went after like two years and started gaining weight back, I'd do what that guy from Bed Bath & Beyond did. I'd go to a tall building and leap. That's what I would do. Well, it's like my brother needs uh, new knees, but he's 380 pounds, so they won't give him new knees. And is, yeah. is it a case of do they do that with these things too? If you're a certain age or you're beyond, is there a, a beyond like, look, you're just not really a candidate for this. I know somebody that was in their eighties. that got a hip replacement. My mom's 77 and they're talking about giving her new knees. And it's like, why, what is she going to go jogging? The fuck? See, Lisa's husband gained half his weight back. Fuck. Yeah. See? Yep. That's not good. It's not good. All right. All right, everybody. We'll be back here Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central. Something like that. Something like that. We will talk to you Wednesday night. Thanks for hanging out. See you guys. Appreciate it.